Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of Northern Arizona. And things are really waking up now. It's been a little bit difficult spring, a little unusual. You folks that have been here for a lot of years, you know, we, we can have a frost here or there. But we're always tempted to plant early just so we can get a jump start on things or we plant larger plants so we can get a jump start on things. Things can get set back or, or the evenings are so cool, we're trying to get caught up. But we don't usually have like a, a brutal frost a month ago, a week ago, week and a half ago, something like that, a, a real light, fast, like a flash freeze came and it took out two of my tomatoes. Not all of them, but I had to replace two of them this week. Kind of kind of irritating, but that's part of gardening the mountains. I actually didn't think it would frost in my backyard, so I didn't cover them. I should have, and I would have been fine. Darn it. That's part of that gardening. And we need to give ourselves forgiveness and space going, okay, I misplayed that one. I can go and, you know, for $5.99, I can put a new one in. I'm okay. I can recover. But dang it, that's not right. It shouldn't have been that case. Shouldn't have been that way. Now it's warm. We've had some, we're in those 80s, which is perfect growing weather. Oh, this is when plants take off. It's not just because the days are warm and bright. The nights are warm, but the soil is starting to warm up. And a lot of plants are triggered by soil. So your seed you're, it's a lot of your uh, you're planting uh, uh, peppers and eggplant by seed, which I don't recommend because it takes so long to get them up and starting to produce. I mean, uh, 70 days from seed to starting to fruit. That's a, You're getting well into the planting season, growing season, and you could run out of time so you can't get enough harvest. I prefer putting starts in or, or started plants into the ground. In fact, I don't even like to put six-pack size plants. It's a small, there's a, a pack. It's got six cells, six plants in this pack. And I find that the roots are even too small. They sit there and look at me for three, four weeks, and they're kind of going, nah, 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 nah. I'm not going to grow. And they're, they're just crossing their eyes, sticking their tongue out at me, and, and it's kind of frustrating. But they're rooting. They're just taking those small root, and they're rooting. Then all of a sudden, about three, week three or four, they go, boop, they start taking off. A four-inch size or gallon or larger. These are larger roots. I find that's a larger, more mature plant. So the roots are as large as the top foliage growth or larger. And so now you put those in the ground, they just start taking, you can, like the next day, they start growing. Like the plant, not the roots, the plant starts growing. So I try to, to use those more, especially if you're talking about herbs and vegetables. These are things where you have a very finite season. By the end of October, it's over. There's Unless you've got a greenhouse or in gardening terms, we, we call it a greenhouse cheating. So you just extend the season or hoop houses. These are ways to extend the season out. 
So, but for, for us common people, we're just gardening outdoors, either in a container or a raised bed or in the ground. It's by the end of October, you got to harvest all that fruit off because the first frost is coming. And so we might, we might ripen the last few plants in the garage or in the basement or someplace in the kitchen. Those are ways to get started faster. So the larger the root mass, the faster that plant will grow and the more mature it is. And so the more, the less you have to water it, the more, just more fudge factor you have. Smaller is not better. That goes for trees. So you're here, your grandparents always said, you know, I like to start with bare root. I prune all the foliage off, then I top it. Then I throw it in the ground and watch it grow. Well, that, that is not here in Arizona. That does not work. That might've worked back in Georgia in the 1950s, that's different than now with our alkaline water and hard as hard packed clay soil. It's hard to get things growing. The larger the root is, the more established that thing is, the more forgiveness you have, the more, especially as we go in and it gets hotter and warmer. Now through the end of June is a hot dry spell throughout all of Northern Arizona, throughout all of Arizona, but especially Northern Arizona, the monsoons will start to arrive. I think it's June 28th or something. That's the official start typically. Ah, it's not until the first week or two in July. Really, it starts to get rolling. And then it gets, the humidity goes up. The wind stops. You just, the sun, you've got some cloud cover. It's a, almost a, it's a, it's a rebirth of the gardens. They, they start to grow again, once again. But right now, you're going to have to water a little bit more. So as you're looking at a between a 7-gallon and a 10-gallon size tree, get the 10. It, it, it will take root grow faster for you. A little 5-gallon, that's the most standard of all the tree size. That's the, that's the starter size. Those are going to have smaller roots. It's all about the roots. It's not about the size of the tree or the shrub or the, it's about the roots. The bigger the roots are, the easier it is to grow. And that's, if you're new to gardening, that's the best advice I can get you to start with. Once you get, you hone in your skills, you just kind of throttle back or, or you learn that new, new backyard or new, new patio or new, that new garden. Then you can start playing with different varieties, different sizes, different colors, start having fun with gardening. If you're just starting out, I really encourage my, my newer gardeners that are new to the area or new, the, new to gardening altogether, new homeowners, get stuff that's easy. That's larger sizes. There are some plants that are just easier to grow. I mean, Russian sage. It's a purple spiky flower. It's about to bloom. Mine's fully budded right now. It's about hip high. You, you can abuse this thing and it will still grow for you. Now, for those of us that are experienced, you know, that's uh, it's kind of a weedy plant. It kind of spreads more places than you want. It overgrows its welcome. So it's got some work to it, So, but you can't kill it. So it, you might have to get it back under control, but you can't kill it. So it seems like sometimes... Newer gardeners, it's almost like they're planting puppy dogs or something. It's like they got the, they just are afraid to, 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 their tomato got hurt. It's not a puppy dog. For $5.99, you can get a new tomato and start over. It might have gotten nipped. It might have gotten, but you, you can start over again. If it's starting to look ugly, rip it, sucker out of the ground. Put a new one in. We're, we're Americans. We can afford $5.99. I spent that much on, on, this, on this coffee. So you can start over. So don't, don't beat yourself up and try to go with things that are just truly, truly super easy. There is a tree in bloom right now. 
the entire locust family. So there's two. There's a golden one. It's called golden locust. All the new growth is bright, crisp, like sunshine, yellow type of growth. And then it, then it ages to, to bright, kind of green the color. Great, hardy. You cannot kill this tree. Great shade tree. The, the cousin of that is purple robe locust. It's got great big purple flowers hanging down from it right now as we speak. Like this week, it started, started happening. And so it's, it's, a, it's a little more delicate tree. The golden locust is more robust, uh, or honey locust is another name. It's got honey gold kind of color. But purple robe locust and honey locust are both looking really good. They take our wind. They love bright, hot sun. They'll take our winters. They got all four seasons covered. It's just a great hardy. If you're not sure where to start or which one, I mean, aspens are more popular. Maples are the number one seller. But 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 locusts are the easiest to grow. They're just they're made for us. There's a wild variety. Black locust just grows wild throughout the mountains of Arizona. So you know locusts and all their kin are gonna grow well here. And so autumn sage, just another one that started started blooming this week. So there's a little shrub about knee high. It's in it's in every other yard in your neighborhood. It comes in red, kind of pink, white. We've got a purple called ignition purple, kind of a new color, apricots. There's a lot of colors of this plant. So the flowers change like roses, but the shrub itself, it's nice green, small foliage, has a sagey scent, which means javelina and deer and rabbits are not going to bother this plant. Put it right out there where they roam around. They won't bother it. But it's in full bloom and hummingbirds just love autumn sage. It's one that's right full sun easy, easy to grow. That's one you want to start with. That's what several people collect those. I want, I want one of each color. They're just so easy and pretty. If you want hummingbirds and butterflies in your yard though, look at autumn sage. Uh, got a lot in store for you. Lisa Waters Lane coming in with your garden questions right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden Companion Plants in May are Purple Robe Locust, Vining Achevia, Prescott Sunshine Geraniums, and Easy Elegant Roses. Just plant these roses in a sunny spot and enjoy. We've married the beauty of long stem roses with the easy care of shrub roses for landscape color like no other plant in the backyard. Choose fragrant reds, radiant pinks, corals, vivacious yellows, and stately whites. Extremely fragrant and only found locally at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Hi, Waters with the Plants of the Week and our Gold Flame Honeysuckle. Wonderfully fragrant. These blooms are in full color right now and will stay that way until the first frost of October. These pink and gold blooms are irresistible to hummingbirds and butterflies alike. Excellent as a quick ground cover, but robust enough to climb vertical structures and fences, all for under $37. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love blooming vines, they love to shop. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. Lisa, Waters Lane is in the studio, and everyone's into gardening right now. So they are all coming into the Garden Center. But first and foremost, everyone truly wants to know, What's that? what did you think of 
Lake Powell. Is it really as bad as they say it is? <laughs> it's it's a little low. You're finding boats that have been underwater oh, yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> for a while. You're like, oh my gosh, look at that. Uh, so yeah, but still beautiful. Still water if you can get out into the lake. They have a brand new boat launch, boat ramp. Well, it's not brand new. That's well, the it's refurbished. Okay. <laughs> State line. State line's got, I don't know how many lanes, got eight or 10 or 12 or 15. Now it's huge, yes. very long, and it gets you into the water pretty fast. The lines aren't too bad right now. So May is a beautiful time to go up. We spent a few days up there. And then we went up to Warm Creek, which mm -hmm. is the cut is all dry, the shortcut. You have to go around through Antelope for you folks that know. Lake Powell, you know, you're tracking with me. Go around, go past Navajo Canyon, past the, the uh, Colorado River, uh, uh, going up the river, and then you go up to Warm Creek. Went up there, and we were like, it's like the secret bay anymore. No <laughs> one's no one's up there. You got to know where you're going. You got to mm -hmm. know, look for it, because it's, now it's kind of this little canyon to get up through there. It opens up, and then, whoa, it's this beautiful, huge bay. And there's still lots of water there. Mm -hmm. You got to be careful because there's more obstacles. That lake, you've always got to be careful. Uh, but that's where we saw like a 1970s <laughs> boat up on shore, about just coming out of the water, mm -hmm. covered in tumbleweeds. It had been underwater for at least, I don't know, five decades. A while. A while. It's kind of fun. Took great pictures. Mm -hmm. You just need like, Need, need like zombies around it or, or like uh, skeletons <laughs> or something. That's what it looks like. No, no bodies in a barrel. That's Lake Mead, not P Lake Powell. Not that we've and, seen yet. Not that we've Although seen. Lake Powell's pretty deep. Well, there's still <laughs> so boats coming out. There's weird things coming out. Okay. So True. lots and lots of anchors. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of like those those carts that you get down into the, <laughs> from the parking lot to, to, the, to, your, to your slip. Yeah. Lots of those in the water, lots mm. of rope. There's rope everywhere. Can't believe how many ropes there's. Anyway, chairs. 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 <laughs> I don't know how many camp chairs I've lost over. <laughs> they go overboard and a camp chair has zero buoyancy. It's like a torpedo right to the bottom of the <laughs> of the abyss. You kind of kind of want, doesn't even stay there very long. It's like gone. Anyway, it was a little stagnant. I mean, you, they'd had a windstorm a terrible windstorm the day before. So there's lots of tumbleweeds and stuff in the, in the water still floating. I think part of that was just weather wind. Uh, but anyway, still can get to the dam. So get around, mm -hmm. tootle around 40, 50 miles on the lake. And it was beautiful, relaxing. Yes, very much so. All right. My gal and her bikini hair out there on the <laughs> lake, tooling around. I, trust me. I do not wear a bikini. I said bikini hair. I don't. My hair is not even bikini. <laughs> <laughs> too old for we, that. We should go to, to gardening because yeah. you definitely got garden hats, garden gloves. We got gardening down. Okay. So our first question is from Lynn out in Chino. She put in her tomatoes two weeks ago. Been doing fine. Growing, but she's not seeing a lot of blooms. Okay. She wants to know, is she just being impatient? Is it too yes. early? Yes. Um, what do you think? Yes. All the above. <laughs> So, so it's way too early for blossoms yet. A tomato will typically be up about almost two feet tall before it will really start to set blossoms. So push it to get up to about knee high, just as fast as you can. And they're active, actively growing right now. So push them up to growth. And then what you want to do, here's the insider tip. 
spritz the foliage with blossom set. Mm -hmm. And so that will cause, so you're pushing that fast growth. The plant grows so fast, literally it forgets to bloom. So blossom set, set slows the plant down. You don't plant, you don't focus on the buds or the flowers. You focus on the foliage. Mm -hmm. Then you're hitting that and then it just slows it down. The plant goes, oh, I was kind of tired for a minute. Thank you very much. Oh, let's set flowers. And so it starts to set flowers. Do that every couple of weeks and you're going to have so much fruit. You won't know what to do with it all. Mm -hmm. What also at the same time. So when we plant ours, we've got uh, four tomatoes. We've got a fifth going in tonight. Um, so Get a bottle of Blossom Set and Yield Booster. Get one of each. They're big quart-sized bottles. Just get one of each. And every week, I'll spritz those vegetables, not just tomatoes, but peppers, squash, or cucumbers, beans. Oh, my gosh. They really set blossoms. So spritz those things once a week. Hit one week with Blossom Set, the next week with Yield Booster, Blossom Set, Yield Booster, Blossom Set, Yield Booster, and you will have the best fruit huge fruits and it will eliminate that blossom end rot that that rotting uh, 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 on a pepper or a tomato or a squash that grows and then all of a sudden drops off it's yellow these are all blossom set calcium issues mm -hmm. and so those two things just they're like game changers it'd be amazing okay so that's how you do it so. yes you are impatient you're an impatient <laughs> gardener okay well we'll move on i think we covered that one so uh Braden is in prescott he wants to know if the Mexican primrose would make a ground, good ground cover for a full sunny hot spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, surrounded by cement. I mean, <laughs> put it in terrible soil. Just where nothing else grows, Mexican primrose or Mexican evening primrose. Mm -hmm. It's starting to bloom now. You're starting to see pink flowers about the size of a silver dollar. Can you even say that anymore? I mean, you and I, what a silver dollar is, and we barely saw them, but well, I think most of our customers know <laughs> golf ball size. Yeah. Golf ball size. We know customers, they know what golf ball, golf yeah. ball size flowers. And so they're pink. I think it's five petals or six petals, something like mm -hmm. that grows about ankle high and just spreads. And so it's one of those, it spreads for a rhizome spreads. Again, it just hop, it leapfrogs across the, the garden. Mm -hmm. The challenge with great ground cover, Braden, perfect for Prescott Gardens, uh, have boundaries for that plant. Mm -hmm. It's a perennial, comes back year after year. It's aggressive. So I, I, I think of it as a wild morning glory. It just wants to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And then once it gets up to your barrier where you don't want it to grow anymore, don't let it. Take, take weed killers, brutalize it, stop watering it. And it'll slow it down. So it's a great, I would say, zero scape. Mm -hmm. Frequently, we we'll put uh, Mexican, uh, not Mexican, yeah, Mexican primrose around a a Russian sage. Ooh, that big spiky yeah. purple shrub color. with a with a ground underplanting of pink flowers. Mm -hmm. Very pretty. Mm -hmm. So those are two companion plants. Good plant for you. Okay. All right. Our next question is from Ralph from Prescott Valley. He wants to know, is there a preventative spray for aphids? Last year, he almost lost his peach yeah. tree to aphids. He wants yeah. to know, is there preventative or you just wait till you see it and yeah. then spray? So, so Ralph, uh, aphids are bad. They're bad this year too. So if you see any curling or, or crinkling of the foliage, not just on your peaches, in the yard, mm -hmm. that's almost guaranteed one of two plants. They're both companions to each other. It's either aphids or, or and 
thrip. <laughs> Those two things, they show up in the spring. Mm -hmm. They'll be gone by the time we hit our first 90 degree day, weather day you know, in June sometime. They're, they're kind of done. Then it's the blister beetles and grasshoppers. Something else will show up. Uh, uh, spider mites start to show up. So, but then they're done. But but watch that one. So I would say stay away right now from your oils. We're probably getting towards the end. We've been up in the 80s. Mm -hmm. It's starting to get a little hot. Maybe you could use the horticultural oils, which is generally how we say to go about it. Yeah. Uh, when it, when it's, it's maybe cool of the day, you could do it. But really, it's, I would suggest start shifting over to Sayonara. Sayonara is a liquid spray. It's got a very broad killing effect, and it's got a repulsing ability. It keeps things away. So aphids are winged. So that you, as soon as you clean up this tree, other aphids are going to go, oh, look, free meal. And look, no competition. Let's go eat this one. So you kind of, they come at you for a while. So you might have to spray it a couple times right now. Spray again in a couple weeks, and your aphids will be gone. Come in and see us for Sayonara Ralph, Prescott Valley, Prescott, wherever takes care of aphids. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners, will be right back right after this. You're listening to Ken Lane, aka the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Waters Garden Companion Plants in May are Indian Hawthorn. Purple Robe Locust, Prescott Sunshine Geraniums, and Vining Akebia. Akebia is a super vigorous vine with dangling fragrant flowers. She proliferates up arbors, pergolas, fences, and stunning as a ground cover to retain hills. One of the fastest growing evergreen vines you can plant in the gardens. You only find the hardiest vines at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. You can grow your own vitamins. We can show you how to grow your own vegetables and herbs for a healthier you. Waters plants are entirely organic, with plant genetics never altered and non-GMO. Natural vitamins straight from the garden with naturally healthier herbs and vegetables. Healthier plants for a healthier you with plants from Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Shop Waters in-store or online at watersgardencenter.com. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. There are a couple plants that are written up about all the time. So blueberries and hydrangeas. And no, they're not related or titled or whatever. There's kind of a disconnect. One's inedible. One's just a pretty, like a number one selling shrub in, in the country. But in all of the magazines, whether it's organic, home and garden, you're seeing these two plants talked about a lot in the last couple weeks. So blueberries and hydrangeas. And they both grow here in the mountains of Arizona. They're hardy enough. They go cold enough, but they're unique in the Southwest in that they don't adapt to that well to our alkaline soil or alkaline water. Uh, hydrangeas, they don't like our sun. It's so bright. The altitude here at this higher elevation, the mountains of Arizona, is we're just closer to 
to God's country here. Just where the elevation just makes it burn easier. And so some of these plants that might have grown out in full sun, let's say in the Midwest or the South, here they may need to be more protected, or not may, they need to be more protected so that north, northeast, east, northeast side's really kind to, to both of those plants. But the main thing is, I would not take a hydrangea or a blueberry and put them right in the ground and expect them to just to shine like like you've had experience with them, let's say, in other parts of the country. Here they might struggle. Here they're going to benefit from a raised bed or a, a big, large container. And so, and the reason for that is you can control the soil that they're grown in. So here, this is when potting soil really is your friend. So the main ingredients... I can't say for all pot. So if so, we make our own potting soil here. If you're at Waters Garden Center, our main ingredient in our Waters potting soil—that's our growers mix—is peat moss. Sixty percent of it's just straight, straight up peat moss. Peat moss is a rather expensive ingredient, but it's very acidic, which is perfect for those plants that like more acidy kinds of soil. So this is hydrangeas. It, it'll keep that hydrangea being real blue. If you don't do that, they'll turn more pinky to you. Actually, a lighter color, even almost white sometimes. It's kind of fun. You can actually play with hydrangeas. You can change their color from season to season just by playing with the pH of the soil. But they're going to perform better in, in potting soil because of that peat moss. Blueberries... Uh, they're butted up real heavy right now. They're starting to load up with berries. Just a blueberry, if you've never had one fresh off the bush, oh, I mean, Costco, the, the grocery stores, they just don't do it justice. That last few days on the bush make them like little sugar bombs in your mouth. They just load up and go pop and just explode and my mouth is watering just thinking about it. They're so good. Strawberries, the same way. If you let that strawberry ripen on the vine, you pick that thing off, oh, it is so delicious growing your own in your own backyard. They just pick them so early at the in, at the farms to be able to ship them, have time to ship them without them being bruised to the grocery store. Then you, you kind of beat them up, get them in your cart, in your car, to your, to your house, in your kitchen. They're going for shipment. Uh, sustainability, not flavor and nutrition. I mean, if you grow them yourself in your own backyard, herbs, herbs are so delicious if you're picking them from your backyard. But just if they're just a couple days old, they start to lose that flavor. And so fresh right from the garden is so much better. Back to blueberries. Blueberries, they like acid. So you need to give them an acid type of soil, potting soil. When you're fertilizing, you're giving them an acidy type of fertilizer. I put a lot of the waters, uh, 744, all-purpose plant food. The main ingredient in this organic plant food is cottonseed meal. Cottonseed meal is very, it's an organic, but it's very acidic. So it helps to lower the pH, always lowers the pH, lower the pH. You need to do that in your gardens no matter what. Your water is so alkaline coming out of the tap. 
going into the gardens, that the soil starts to take on whatever the pH of the water is. Your water is what's doing a lot of this damage. If your plants are starting to yellow on you, or let's say they were blooming and now they've stopped, that's going to be a pH thing. If they start to, if you've got this uh, yellow leaves or striped yellows going through your foliage, this is a pH thing. If we lower that pH, make it more acidic, they green right up. And so that 744 all-purpose plant food is very acidic. Not only that do we use cottonseed meal as a main ingredient, we also add soil sulfur directly into that fertilizer. Sulfur is a direct, it absolutely makes things more acidic. So it lowers the pH. We're trying to get that pH to hover below 7.0 if at all possible. I know the book says you should have between 6.2 and 6.5 pH is the perfect, you know, that doesn't work here when your water is coming out of the tap at 8.0. All you want to do is get it, get it under, get it in the sevens is good. If you get in the sixes, you're like magic. You're like the gardener. You're you are the gar- you are the gardener definitely. I've never seen that. I find my gardens perform pretty well. If I get them down in the sevens, that's pretty good, and, and that's the way to do it. I take those things that love acidity and I put them in potting soil, and then I fertilize them with the all-purpose plant food, and that makes them more acidic. It keeps them keeps the hydrangeas blue. Let's the uh, blueberries keep that dark green blue foliage and bright berries. Brings out the flavor. Uh, just. Anyway, that's the insider scoop. You can believe everything that's written about hydrangeas and blueberries, but here in the mountains of Arizona, there's a better way to plant them for success. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Gee, my flowers just bloom too much. Said no one ever. Hi, this is Kenneth Waters. We had a crazy winter and everyone's ready for flowers in the garden. Waters Flower Power is made specifically for Arizona that gives flowers that extra boost to burst into bloom. It's an energy kick in the plants. Get ready for roses that rule, peppers that pop, and tomatoes that triumph. More power to the flowers with Flower Power at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden companion plants in May are vining akebia, purple robe locusts, Prescott sunshine geraniums, and Indian hawthorn. Wind is no problem for this Indian hawthorn. Rose-colored flowers cover this spring bloomer that often repeat blooms in fall. Dark blue berries adorn this compact bush that takes the wind and soaks up the sun like a native. Perfect for low-maintenance gardens with virtually no pruning ever. Every backyard should have at least one and only found here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. Ken and Lisa Lane, The Mountain Gardeners, here each week with your garden tips, tricks, and Garden hacks, the insider tricks to having better gardens here locally. Sometimes that's a plant. Sometimes that's reacting to a bug or what a flower. What's something blooming right now? But this segment's all about you and what what's catching your garden eye, eyes <laughs> out in the garden. So, Lisa, welcome back to the studio. Oh, thank you. We should let listeners know about the good, good news. The good news. 
we got invited by friends to go to the Holy Land oh. with them. So we're going to Israel. Yes, we are. In three weeks or just, just a few. I mean, we're days away. We're getting very excited. We're starting to stress about, like, what should I wear? When should I dye my hair? That's you, not me. When should I get a haircut? When should I? Uh, when should I take my back hair off? <laughs> no, so I don't. So I look better at the in the Dead Sea. I don't know. I didn't need that visual. <laughs> I really didn't. We really don't have gray hair or back hair. Or hair. Or hair. I, know. <laughs> I, I wish I had some more hair. It just seems to be falling out. Anyway. <laughs> So the good news was not about hair, okay, but we're going to Israel with a couple of weeks of friends. Uh -huh. Looking forward to get to cross over to Jordan, see Petra. Mm -hmm. That's been on my bucket list for a long time. The, the Holy Land, just mm -hmm. we're the center of civilization, kind of. It's mm -hmm. always been there for millennia. And to see the historic sites, get to do some archaeological stuff, get mm -hmm. to go see Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, that hip town, the, the border town, the uh, not border towns, the uh, beach town, beach Beachfronts, can't wait! I'm excited. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, well, it'll be fun. Looking and the crew, we already let the crew know. Said, okay, thanks for covering for us. Uh, we have a great crew. So we they do are. the team. That's yeah. the beauty of a small business. Right. You might be a slave to it, but really, what you get when you have when you're a small business, you get flexibility of your time. And so, yes, you're busy. You're thinking about it all the time, but you get access. So you're working twenty four seven. But you get to take some. You get to take plugs out. So when the kids were playing a game when they were young, we, we, we made them all mm -hmm. away games and local games, all, all recitals, all band. All we made them all because that was important. Family's important, mm -hmm. but the business allowed us to do that. And then you're mm -hmm. just doing purchase orders and stuff late at night or responding to emails, you know, midnight talking, doing accounting at. You just kind of work all the time, but you get a lot of freedom, you do. including going to Israel mm -hmm. with my favorite gal, my girlfriend of, what is that? 30, uh, 37 years. We dated for four years, well, okay, almost yeah. five years, because uh -huh. you just wouldn't say, yeah, let's pick a date. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Okay. It was mutual. No. Uh, <laughs> do share. People want to know. No. So do not. I. You, you make it sound like it was all me. It wasn't. That wasn't. It was all. us. Happily. Yes. I said girlfriend for 36, 37 years. Yes, dear. Thank you. Garden tips. We should go to gardening. Now yeah. people are bored and they've already. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> so summer is here. Yep. Official. I don't know if it's official. No, nope. June, June 21st ah. or 22nd. One of those But two. it's warm. Definitely yep. warmed up. So all those warm summer blooming shrubs are starting to come in. Yeah, they are. And we've got some really pretty ones. So I thought I would talk about a few of them. Main one being the butterfly bush. Yeah. Now people ask me all the time, does it really attract butterflies? Yes. Yes, it does. It's an amazing little shrub that just blooms all season long. Um, and the thing I love about it is, I mean, a lot of people just remember the old time Butterfly bush, six to eight feet tall, monsters take over your yard. Yeah. But they've really worked on developing new varieties, different sizes, different heights. So it's definitely one a lot of people think, oh, it's just too big. But think about it, because if you want to bring those pollinators in, yeah. and even if you've got a smaller yard, there's a butterfly bush that'll fit that. There's some like pugsters, some small new ones. Yeah. They're only knee high or so. They're tiny. They're, they're like pugsters, a two by two. Yeah. 
Uh, right now we have the Pugster Pink and the Pugster Blue. Oh, Pugster and Pink. Say that 10 times fast. The, great, the cool thing about Pugsters, the plant is a two-by-two, two, but the bloom yeah. is the same size as a regular butterfly yeah. bush. So you get a really nice big bloom on there without the plant taking over your entire yard. Well, so let me guess, for the video piece, the vloggers that are watching this online, mm -hmm. they usually bring in plants to show off. But they were too big to, to like lift that. up and show them to the camera. They could. <laughs> So, okay, gotcha. Yes, that is true. I was the the, uh, the the radio folks. They kind of go, eh, I right. was always wonder what, what they're, they're talking, talking about. And um, we also have flutterby. So flutterby is about three by three. So butterfly um, bush. Oh yeah, and it's kind of got a violet blue periwinkle color yeah. to it. Very attractive color. So you got to check that one. And then a new one we got this year is uh, summer sips sangria. Say that red, so burgundy or merlot. <laughs> That's kind of a dark purples red ish. Purple red. It kind That's of merlot. changes. On, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. they call it sangria. Okay. So. Real pretty new one for this year. Uh, and it's another one that's probably like a three by three okay. under four foot. Yeah. Under four foot. And then we have ones that are in the four foot range. Oh my gosh. Two, three, four. Do we see out the dark night, <laughs> the original one that your grandparents grew? Just kind of that. We have big dark boy. night and we have the royal red, yeah. which are the big, big guys yep. out there. So we do have those, but we have the buzz series. So we have uh, the buzz midnight and we have the buzz raspberry. Is that the four footers? Buzz. Yeah. So let me guess. Pugster. The other one was what? Flutterby. Flutterby and Buzz. Buzz. Buzz Lightyear <laughs> to infinity and, and beyond. beyond. So Midnight is a real dark purple. Yeah. And of course, raspberries. Raspberries. Kind mm -hmm. of a reddish pink color. So definitely have those. And then kind of get the five foot range, which is your Miss Molly's, Miss yeah. Ruby's. Um, the color on those is spectacular. Yeah. It really, really is. It's kind of a, Miss Molly is kind of a fuchsia color, I would say. And Miss Ruby is kind of a magenta purplish. Color. Now these, another name for butterfly bush, Budlia, or another common name is summer lilac. Because mm -hmm. it's got that same lilac long pinnacle, big, big flower to it. Mm -hmm. Not quite the fragrance. It does have a fragrance, but not as, not as deep as, as a, as a lilac but prettier. Mm -hmm. It's got a better fragrance to butterflies than lilacs ever dreamed of, but lilacs are blooming when butterflies are just starting right. to migrate up. Yeah. Butterfly bush, the reason they're so liked by butterfly is they're, they're migrating now. So, so monarchs, swallowtails, they're flying around and these are in bloom while they're in that, when they're, while they're coming out and they're migrating. Mm -hmm. So they're just a favorite food, no matter where they're right. at they're, You're going to have butterflies. Yeah. And they tend to be animal resistant. Yeah. Not 100% proof, but pretty resistant yeah. to So the other flowering shrub that we got in is the crepe myrtle. So do we have time? I can't we do. see yeah, them. Eight, okay. You have two minutes. Take your time. <laughs> Relax. You're fine. So crepe myrtle. Is, I love crepe myrtles because they bloom even a little bit later than the butterfly bush start blooming. Yeah. So they're not quite in bloom yet, but they will be coming shortly. They're heavily budded. They're beautifully shaped. Mm -hmm. So that you can envision flowers oh, yeah. on them. Yeah. So we do get two kind of newer ones in this year. I don't remember us carrying them in the past, but this one, um, they get about three, four foot tall. Crepe myrtle. Yeah. Short crepe myrtle. Oh, so it's really? a shorter crepe myrtle. Okay. They're getting regular crepe myrtles get six feet. Yeah. Head high. Easy. Bigger. But these will stay smaller for you. So one's grape and the other one's called raspberry. So purple and so red. You can guess the color. Yeah. 
things. But it's nice that it stays a little smaller. I think they would do really well in containers as well. Oh, so yeah. that's definitely yeah. something. And then we have our other ones that get the bigger size. So we got musk. Musky, muskegee, muskegee. Yeah, <laughs> thank yeah, you. That's a hard one. And that one's kind a of a lavenderish purple yeah. one. Um, Pecos, which is a dark pink, and then we got um, Arapaho. That's another one. Arapaho. Arapaho. <laughs> muskegee and Arapaho. Yes, which is beautiful. It has a really dark pink, almost red blossom yeah. to it. Very bright. Nothing yeah. has that color of, right. of fluorescent. Flower colors and intense. So crepe myrtles are unique in that way. Butterfly bush have bigger, more. I mean, just they're covered, mm -hmm. but they're drawing. You're 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 attracting the color and mm -hmm. the wildlife. Right. Crepe myrtles are just just sheer. You might as well flip a switch on. The lights come on, and crepe myrtles are in bloom now. Very intense colors. Doesn't matter what the color is. So the summer shrubs are here. Ken and Lisa Lane, the mountain gardeners, a whole team here that can show you. All those plants. Looks like the list keeps going on. Thank you, Lisa. Be right back after this. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Water's companion plants in May are Vining Akebia, Indian Hawthorn, Prescott Sunshine Geraniums, and Purple Robe Locusts. Incredible long clusters of purple flowers in May that look just like wisteria flowers hanging from this local bloomer. The 8-inch fragrant flowers cover the tree profusely. Super hardy and drought tolerant with a brisk growth rate of 2 feet in 1 year. It's just the perfect backyard shade tree. You'll find the shadiest trees here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. 300,000? Imagine a landscape needing 300,000 trees. Wow. But that's exactly how many trees Frederick Olmsted planted in New York's Central Park. That guy liked trees. Me too. A 2014 study found the more trees in a neighborhood, the lower the incidence of heart disease. Darwin, Einstein, and Beethoven hung out with trees to help them think. Trees are part of nature that helps us relax, daydream, and feel happier. Plant your own Central Park from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So I mentioned throughout the week that I would talk about privacy screens and, and ways to block uh, or, or accent your garden space while eliminating someone else's backyard. So we're seeing a lot of this coming out. There's, there's a building boom going on, even yet. I know there's different stories going on, but let me tell you, the mountains of Arizona, Arizona is a very desirable place. And then the mountains of Arizona are... A very desirable place. So there's lots of new homes being built. And they seem to be getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And I know they're giving you a little five-foot cinder block wall. But that's almost like Russian you know, block wall courtyard, like you're in a prison or something. Sometimes it's good to soften that up. And then it's never quite tall enough. You just need something a little bit taller. The easiest one for there, there is... If you're planting vines, honeysuckle, akebia, 
even pyracantha. There's so many. Virginia creeper, grapes, basic grapes is Mediterranean. There's a lot of things you can use. Those vines, I find, will grow up to whatever the height of that that, uh, fence is, plus about 18 inches. So you just take your wall, plus 18 inches, grow them up the wall, and away you go. You got it covered. One bush will cover about, this is a little rough, I'm a little nervous broadcasting this over the airwaves of such a large area, but but usually, in my experience, my name's Ken, you know, we're just friends. We're talking over the back fence. This has worked for me. I think it's going to work for you too. If you fertilize it at all or care for it at all, it'll grow to the fence plus 18 feet, about eight foot wide. So it's pretty consistent. We can show you how to design. That's one. Take a quick picture on your phone, bring it in, and we can look at that and go, oh, that's the north side, south side. We're looking at shadows, really. And then what are there other plants are growing there? We'll go, oh, how many feet? We can't tell how many feet that is. Sometimes you, you can count eight-foot panels. Sometimes that shows up on the picture. Sometimes it doesn't. If you could quickly you kind of pace it out, we go, oh, well, you're going to need six plants. Here you go. Place, space them out here. We'll just show you. You'll need three of these, four of those. Where you go and, and make it designer-esque. If you're doing that with vines or any trees or shrubs, don't go one of each, every other each. So don't go, uh, uh, let's say it's a red tip photinia and silverberry cotoneaster. Red tip photinia. Just go with three of the same thing. Three red tip photinias, then three pyracanthus, then three. Block them together in odd numbers and it looks much better. Even better than that, to make it feel really garden-esque. If you, let's say you're looking directly into your neighbor's you know, living room, dining room, back patio, whatever, their hot tub, whatever. They parked their class A RV right there in your property line. You want to block that off. This is where it pays. If you're really spreading those landscape dollars out, you want to get the most value out of that. Get the biggest evergreen you can find. Get a six, seven, eight, ten footer. Get get a Deodor cedar, 10 foot Deodor cedar. Plop it right there in the in the kind of offensive sight line and spend all your money on that great big thing to block them off right now and then put smaller ones off to the off to the sides of that where they've got time to kind of grow up and it makes that landscape dollar stretches that thing out so you get your instant fix the big deodor cedar is like uh like frosting and then the cake is all the others you know red tip potinias or maybe it's more deodor cedars or a spruce tree or a pine tree aspens go in that kind of realm so maples there's so many choices you can make it feel very garden-esque and very private kind of secret and where birds just hover around butterflies fairies are are floating out to the night fireflies will be attracted to your to your backyard the music will be sweeter softer if you plant right maybe that's a bit extreme but it does feel that way sometimes when you're sipping a glass of wine, watching a sunset. It just takes on a ah moment. It feels that way. So now's a great time. Oh, you are at the beginning of things are really growing now. As they flush new growth, right after that, roots start growing. Just like that. But a bump starts growing. So your your timing could not be better for planting, let's say, a big deodor cedar or spruce or pine or fir or maple or aspens or great big lilac or we had some huge uh, uh, red buds this beautiful native tree it's got uh, heart-shaped leaves it's been in bloom with pink flowers all i mean just for for a month now or more 
And so it's a great time to get those and put them in the ground. Maybe you just want to be more sustainable and, and feed yourself. That There is a place to put an apple tree, a fruit tree, a, a peach, a, a cherry uh, in that line. And it's okay. To, you don't have to commit all fruit or nothing. It's, we aren't living on the farm anymore. We don't line them out in orchard rows. We place them strategically in the corner lot where that apple will just flourish and grow. And, and then, then over here, we've got some cherries or an apricot or nectarines, or we've got some grapes in between. Uh, one of my best stories I've ever had is when we got our first German shepherd. Little guy, he was found in Phoenix, roaming around. His ears were still flopping over. You folks that know shepherds, they're young at that point. So the later, when they're about a year old, their ears pop up, and they're just always got this, I'm alert, let's go, let's go. I'll protect something, let's go. That's German shepherds for you. They're great dogs. Well, it will, Max, Maxwell Rice, Maxwell Rice Lane, that's my grandfather's middle name, uh, not Maxwell, Rice. Don't ask me where that came from. I don't know, uh, but it's a good, strong name. So I had put Max's dog run, which is very large. It was like a quarter of the backyard. We had a, a, a covered patio. It's where you stored the boat. Just it was beautiful. I had had fruit trees. Every eight feet, I planted a fruit tree on the fence line, chain link fence. I had grown some grapes, berries in between each tree. I'd planted every eight feet a fruit tree. And in between each fruit tree, some sort of berry fruiting plant. It was beautiful. Oh, it was so luxurious. And it fed the family. It was just beautiful. Birds loved to hang out there. It was cool even during the heat of the day. It was wonderful. The best dog run ever. Max started to teethe. His mouth just hurt. Oh, he couldn't relieve the pain of his mouth. And this is a big shepherd. He's a 110-pound boy, and he's growing. He's just like teething. By the time he got done teething, the poor guy, feel for him, he had, he had leveled every tree. There wasn't one left. Every one of them was chewed off down to about one foot level. Not one. These are big trees. He just was so strong, so aggressive, so in pain and then every grape every berry was chewed out to one foot it's like he just leaned over and just started chewing it oh it feels good it tastes good there was no recovery so i did get the grapes to grow back on that vine on that chain link fence i did get the i didn't get the trees once they're once they get that damaged i actually had to put new fruit trees in after max was done teething i waited so then i replaced me it was all good which is that the, i did put some chicken wire around it just in case i don't know kind of once and done to once i didn't didn't scold him because i felt his pain and i didn't didn't do just i you just feel for the poor guy he got over it after he chewed down everything and it was all good so nice we got was our house in our first house in prescott valley off of pawnee drive I miss that house. That's just across the street from Coyote Springs, you folks in Paquito Valley, Coyote Springs, the backside of Prescott Valley, that new Roberts Market over there, that brand new one that just opened up. That was our first house that we owned here. We'd rented for many years before that. Then from there, we moved to Skull Valley. Totally different. We actually moved in like the late 90s. Going, this town's getting too big. Oh, my gosh. Too many people lives out here in Prescott Valley. <laughs> moved to Skull Valley. Uh, so anyway, how, how things change uh, over the years. Now we live and our kids started driving. When they turned 16, we moved back into town because 
stupid and teenager kind of go in the same sentence. And we just didn't want them you know, drinking, doing something, trying to drive back over that pass, back to Skull Valley. That's north of Prescott, about 15 miles or so. We'd already lost a couple kids over that pass. And I went, I'm not going to add my kids to that. We're moving within one mile of the high school. And that's where we still live. We live up in that Prescott Lakes, Eagle Ridge, Prescott Heights area. You folks in the northern part of Prescott, you know where that is. And that's our current house. The hardest gardening I've ever done is in that my current house. North Slope overlooking the Dells. Oh, such hard clay. Oh, my goodness. But it can be done. And we can share how to do that. All right, we've got a few more garden nuggets to share with you right after this. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott at 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. There's nothing like tomatoes picked fresh from your garden. Waters Mountain Tomato Collection are varieties proven to produce and thrive. Heirlooms, beefsteaks, cherries, naturally grown for local success. Completely organic, never genetically altered, and utterly delicious. They're ready for your garden now. You can grow your own this spring, and we can help. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Shop Waters in-store or online at watersgardencenter.com. Gee, my flowers just bloom too much. Said no one, ever. Hi, this is Kenneth Waters. We had a crazy winter and everyone's ready for flowers in the garden. Waters Flower Power is made specifically for Arizona that gives flowers that extra boost to burst into bloom. It's an energy kick in the plants. Get ready for roses that rule, peppers that pop, and tomatoes that triumph. More power to the flowers with Flower Power at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So insects are so bad. Really be out there and take a look at your landscape and be aware. They're they're growing very quickly. Plants are growing quickly. Flowers are starting to set blooms quickly. There's a couple that are really taking over. One, if you see any spider webs on a plant, you should be highly, highly alarmed. So they, they are not spider webs. These are spider mite webs. And they are getting on big junipers, big, mature Arizona cypress, big, big plants. And they will kill that plant. I mean, it's a 500-year-old tree. It'll absolutely obliterate it. So be highly aware. I've never seen them this bad. If you're in doubt, take your cell phone out to your landscape and, and with the screen off, while it's got a black screen, just tap a branch on top of that screen. And if you see the dust moving around on that screen, you've got an issue. You should come see us immediately. You, you should get it sprayed like the, the next morning when, when the winds typically will spray in the morning in, in, my, in my own gardens. Just because the wind is down, it's easier, it's safer, there's less things going on. Uh, just I'll spray things then. We have a product called Sayonara. Great product. It's got one of the broadest bug ranges. It's one of the safest with a with an actual kill rate. Kills a broad variety of insects. It'll take out 
like the grasshoppers. They're in the fry stage right now. They just hatched. You'll see little tiny like miniature grasshoppers in, in the grass out in the yard. They will grow and start to gain mass and take come after gardens, especially you guys out in the, the gals out in the prairies. You know how bad grasshoppers get out there. So get on them fast. Just take Sayonara and a pump-up sprayer or a hose-in sprayer. And just spray that area where you see them. Put a barrier out where the that field next to you or that neighbor that doesn't keep their weeds down or the fence line, just spray, put a barrier out there. It's a good defensive. It'll last for about a week or so. Then the sun starts breaking down pretty quick. It also obliterates uh, spider mites. And, and I just helped a customer just, just yesterday real late. Uh, they had spider mites on a very large juniper tree. This is majestic. It had to be... 30, 40 feet tall. And you could see the white at the top of the tree. It was just, it, they were just eating the tree branch by branch until it was going to be dead. Spider mites have a scarifying mouth part. They like scrape off the living tissue. And literally the, the tree is left with no uh, foliage that can create photosynthesis and it starves to death. That's how it dies. And so I set him up. He goes, I'll never be able to spray that up to the top of the tree. She yeah, you will. Take this sprayer. Open up the label for him in Sayonara. I said, here's the one. Put it at this rate, one ounce per gallon. Put it, I said, I set the sprayer up with him. I said, take the nozzle, take the, have a, have a, have a jet nozzle on it. Put your hose right here, pour it in full strength. Go spray it and set it all up for him. Went out, put on the hose and that will take him out just like that. For spider mites, I would hit him about two weeks afterwards too. Kind of a, a second dose because there's so many that you can't even see them. There's so many that you just need to come back at them again. Aphids. Aphids have been horrible. I've seen so many cases of pitted fruits. So uh, peaches, nectarines, cherries, apricots, plums that have aphids. I've never seen them growing so fast. Don't They can damage your tree until they won't fruit for you. They'll cause fruit drop or just the girls, the, the leaves will start getting so curled and deformed that, that they just don't recover. And so you really do need to do something about it. So watch, watch your insects. Uh, don't, don't let them get ahead of you. I'm just telling you, I've seen them in my own yard. We're seeing this wave coming in here, at least in the central highlands of Prescott. It would even be worth taking a trip in for all the way from Paulden. Oh my gosh, from Dewey. I got to drive 20 minutes to the... Whoa. It would be worth it. Let me tell you, it's worth it. You're coming to town anyway. Just stop by. We'll put it underneath the Ziploc, the Ziploc baggie. Put it in something sealed. We'll put it underneath the microscope. We'll show you how scary they are. They're freakish looking when you blow them up 200 times their normal size. Watch for bugs out in the yard. Throughout the week, Lisa and I camp out here at Waters Garden Center. We're here to help. And we love talking to fans of the show. Hi, Waters with the plants of the week and our Roman beauty rosemary. This Mediterranean beauty has graceful, arching branches that flow over rock walls, raised beds, or container's edge. A culinary herb often used in potpourri. Rugged, deer-resistive, evergreen, likes crummy soil, drought, and abuse. Now that's my kind of shrub for under $36. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love unusual, healthy herbs, they love to shop. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. 
Thanks for tuning in.